When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Ah, welcome to another exciting edition of um, online Fright School. Well, Fright School, I guess, is always online, actually, but this digital uh, means in which we're having to record. Hello, Joe. Is the Hi, point. Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's so good to see you on my this phone. The synchronous modality. Yes, <laughs> yes. Us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I am so excited to have with us today special guest. Young David is back in the studio. We haven't had him here for so long. We have missed you. Hello. Hello. Sorry, Yay. I might be a little quiet because I'm not using an actual microphone. <laughs> well, no, that's Sorry, okay. I can hear you. <laughs> you. Again, you know, this is these are extraordinary times. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're, <laughs> yes. we, we took this as the opportunity to connect with everyone. We don't expect everyone to have, you know, microphones and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine, you know. Yeah. And anyways, it's, you know, our, our dear listener is just grateful for any content to get them through their long, boring days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How are, you, how are you holding up, young David? I'm okay. I ran out of alcohol the other day, so... Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Ooh, that's going to get real, real. Yeah. Have you been um, in the house for many weeks? Are you still working? I, what's what's going on with you? So I've been at home for, I think it's three weeks yesterday. Wow. Um, and I started doing work at home this past week on like Thursday. Um, yeah, tutoring kids through an online application. It's a little weird. Hard to do. <laughs> can you see them or is it all like chatting um so they can see me but i can't see them because most of them don't have like webcams so oh okay but i can hear them but it's still really weird yeah hmm. okay hmm. that's crazy yeah i i feel for the teachers and stuff trying to figure this out <laughs> you know trying to yeah you know, it's one thing for us to, you know, have kind of a, you know, a good time and, you know, figuring this out as we go along. But it's another thing to try to, like, teach and try to, you know, do something that's so dependent on, like, you know, being really in the room together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the kids uh, get actually more work done now, <laughs> surprisingly. Huh. Wow. What else are they going to do? They've got no excuse. <laughs> they got, they got nothing else to do. Also, their parents are there, so. Right. <laughs> That's a good, that's a good point. (laughs) 
Uh, what have we been, uh, what's been going on this week? What have we been watching? Anything exciting in, in your, in your lives? <laughs> I started a new quarantine show. Um, I started watching, uh, Reba on Hulu. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yes, I I started watching. I was like, you know what? You know what show that I haven't watched from the beginning was Reba. So when I work during the day, when I'm working from home during the day, I watch The Golden Girls. And then at night, I watch Reba. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you both are like looking at me like, who are you? <laughs> no, that's very on brand. Very on brand. Yeah, I mean, that's very know. brand for me. That's, you know, that's my brand. <laughs> and you? David. <laughs> I uh I played through uh the new remake of um Resident Evil 3 the other day. It's pretty fun. Ooh. That's a game, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying ooh like I'm a gamer. Like, ooh. <laughs> right, I'm like uh, yeah, I know. Joe seemed like he knew, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. <laughs> I also have been watching my uh some of the movies that I did, I I bought on quarantine. <laughs> All like, of these old movies. Um, I watched uh, Society, The Invitation, Deadline, Candyman. What else is there? Uh, Land of the Dead. Like too many. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he he like has been getting like, or you got from from what. From what website? From what company? So Vinegar Syndrome. I yeah. have the uh, I have the year subscription. So whenever they release new movies, it's usually like two or three a month. Oh, I get cool. them, and it's oh, really cool. cool. And they're old, like they're really old. This is the first time they're on Blu-ray. Oh wow! Very cool. Somebody else. Yeah. Who was that? Was that Zach? Um, Katie from uh, Mise on Screams' husband, uh, Zach, was talking about Vinegar Syndrome. Well, Vin- yeah, I mean, Vin- Vinegar Syndrome, like, famously released um, Tammy and the T-Rex. Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just like, okay, so, like, that's that's kind of how I knew them, because I remember David texting me, getting really excited that it was coming out uh, from Vinegar Syndrome, so... Um, and then, you know, Horror Movie Night just did that whole thing with yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Cam and the T-Rex. So, But yes, and I don't know. I see it's it's hilarious to me because uh, like with Vinegar Syndrome and the kinds of movies that are coming out that they release and the Blu-ray and all that, I'm just kind of like, you know, I don't think that that's like where I go with horror. <laughs> no, that's probably not where you would go with horror. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's not to say, again, I'm not yucking anybody's yum, but that's like, you know, my... You know, I I tend to like you know do things that are not like outright hilarity. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love Cannibal the Musical, but again, I love it because it's more of a musical than it is like a trauma film, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that is all right. You know, there's room for everybody. You know, there was something going around that um, you know everybody in their infinite boredom is trying to get the rest of us to to create content for them. You know, so it's like they're or people are passing around like these memes of, you know, list your favorite movies or this or that, you know, whatever. And like, um, one of them is like, you know, what's your favorite horror film? And it's like, you know, I don't, it, that's impossible to answer. Yeah. You know, all of them. I, any, anybody who's trying to contribute to horror in some way, go you. <laughs> uh, 
uh, might not always be the focus of our show, you know, the, the, the kinds of the stuff, you know, like some of the stuff that like horror movie night does. Um, although I enjoy a lot of the movies they do, of course, you know, I've loved them over the years, but not necessarily something that I'm going to say, Joe, you should see this, (laughs) (laughs) but there's space for it all. And why not, you know? And actually, these quarantine films we've been doing, like today's uh, Mars Attacks, is not something I would have thought to, you know, like right off the bat, like, oh, we should do that. But, you know, in these days of uh, of uh, dawning apocalypse, uh, it's nice to do things that are not as, as dark and <laughs> heavy, you know? Something that's fun. <laughs> I, I really can't wait for us to get into it because I was watching this and I was like, this is actually a perfect movie for yeah, everything it is. that's going yeah. on. This is a perfect I, I have so many notes. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I, what was I going to say? I totally forgot. Um, ugh, what have you been watching, Joshua? That's what I was trying to think. I, um, I've been... Um, cause I, they just put a bunch of new stuff on Shudder. So I've been watching a lot of the, um, Friday the 13th films that I haven't seen in a long time, especially the late ones. Cause I've seen like the first, second and third one, uh, a bunch, but I was like, man, I haven't really watched the last few in the original, like eight series. Um, so I've been enjoying that. I just, I just finished, uh, Jason takes Manhattan. So fun. You oh. know, I love New oh York. <laughs> and I actually think that we could do something on that. Like, cause Jeffrey came in and he said something very interesting, the Sam Squanch. He said, um, he's like, I love how this, uh, film and so many movies at this time depict, uh, New York as this like hellish landscape. You know, like there's barrels of toxic waste sitting everywhere and rats are running rampant and nobody cares. It's so cynical and dark and everybody like, you know, hates each other. And Jason is very normal in that context. He's like walking the streets and everybody's just ignoring him (laughs) because they don't, they don't see him as, he's just another weirdo in the streets of New York. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. So we could maybe explore that in some, in some films, like looking at the ways like cities are portrayed, like New York, where in so many other types of media, musicals in particular, New York is like this big shiny place where dreams come true. It's not some hellish place where you're going to get robbed and raped the second, like the very second you step into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's very much the, I mean, when did, when did, um, Jason Takes Manhattan come out? Uh, I think it was like 87. Okay. So like late eighties, that was like, that was like, you know, at the height of peep shows and porn shops and Times Square before it all got cleaned up, right? 1989. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, peep shows, porn shops, all that stuff. So that totally makes sense that that's the, you know. That is the representation of New York and not like this place where Broadway is and, you know, right. Everything's bigger in the city. Just, exactly. You know. This, I, I was trying to give you an excuse to burst into song. So see, I, I try to leave space in the show for you. I appreciate that, Joshua. <laughs> I never felt more seen when I, when you allow me, uh, you know, bits of my homosexuality to come out. <laughs> So yeah, I've been watching a lot of that. I have a Saw marathon planned for later today because yes. it's been a long time. Uh, and I knew we were having young David on, so I knew he'd be excited by that. So I just I pulled the f- first three films. I plan to watch them after we finish today. And then Jeffrey and I are going to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this evening. That's our like late evening plans. 
So, but yeah, otherwise I've just been watching a lot of Jason movies because <laughs> it's fun that they're on there. I also, last night I watched um, In the Mouth of Madness. I hadn't seen that in a long Ooh. time. John Carpenter movie that yes, I would I like to do. Yeah, I would like to do on the show. I want to do a series on H.P. Lovecraft and maybe end with that because, or maybe not end with it, but uh, watch it in context of that because it's definitely inspired by mm-hmm. Lovecraftian uh, fiction. So we'll see. Uh, but it was fun to rewatch because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I remember when it first came out, I, I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I watched it last night and it's still, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's such a bizarre movie, but a lot of fun. So that's been my, I've been, I've been sticking to horror. <laughs> that's, that's, that to me is oddly on brand. Um, but, but more, but more so the fact that you're like watching films and I'm like watching old television. Right. Cause like, I don't know what it is, but like, for to me to put like a movie on it like that requires me to like sit still and have like my undivided attention whereas like with a tv show i can be doing something else it's just it's noise in the background it's that's my noise in the background as opposed to you which joshua which you you do like you know movies in the background or you know atmosphere yes as it were (laughs) i'm uh I've been, um, on my other show, Art Time of the Month, we have a new segment for our quarantine times called, um, uh, what I'm watching with my parents and, um, (laughs) because I'm, I'm currently sheltered in place with my parents. And so my goal before all this is over is to, uh, get them to watch both it films. (laughs) Ah, Oh boy. It one and two. So I have, I actually, uh, they were on sale on, I, on Apple. So I bought them. And um, I haven't seen number two yet, so I want to rewatch one and then see number two with them. Um, but, you know, we have plenty of time to, to push them to the edge like that. <laughs> yeah, what, they're saying this could go on until, what, April 30th? Is that the current? Um, that is I the mean, current. That's yeah. the current, but, you know, we'll, I, I've already kind of made my piece of the fact that this will probably go on until maybe mid-May. So, yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. And again, maybe beyond that. So we'll see. Um, Pop Rock and Horror finally, you know, at least commented that they may have to cancel, but I hope not. I really want to go. I really want to see everybody, but I also want us all to live. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Uh, Anyways. Um, Anybody doing anything fun? Like, uh, Joe, you've been doing uh, trivia online, Zoom. Yeah. So, so, um, you go? know, my, as the listeners know, I've been doing, um, I've been hosting trivia for years now, like at a bar. I actually host, um, up until this all started, I've hosted three times a week. It's my nice little fun side job. And, and, you know, I get to use this lovely voice for radio, um, over a microphone at a bar. That's actually how David and I met was at, um, yep. he was one of my regulars at, uh, trivia and I was like, you know what? I I saw that there were other people um, out there. So I got tagged in a couple posts where there was this guy out of um, Chicago where he was like a, he hosts like a bunch of venues in Chicago, but you know, with everything shut down, he moved all of his games online. And that was like his primary job was running trivia games. So he's doing like two games a day with like different themes so he's like doing two games where it's like you know in the morning it's uh cheers trivia and in the evening it's fraser and then like mean girls and all of these you know all these different types of 
uh, shows and sports and all that. So I, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I really want to do this too here. Is it all right if I, you know, basically use your format? So did that, used his format, and uh, did the first game this past Wednesday. And it was, I thought it went pretty well. We had a lot of, uh, there were a couple of kinks and things that I hadn't worked quite worked out. But, you know, we managed to make it through it. And I'm hoping that it'll be better for this coming Wednesday. Um, and usually in April, I do a show that's, I do a trivia that's like about, you know, because that I celebrate my trivia anniversary in April. So probably be doing that in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, people seem to like it and it's a nice thing to look forward to. And I know that the regulars who go to trivia every week, they miss it a lot. So it was nice for them to, uh, you know, figure that all out. I um, thought it was fun. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and you came in third, right? <laughs> Second, we got second. second. His team like, came in. <laughs> his, his team came in second. So you know, it's a, it'll be it'll be fun. It's been nice for me also to give me something to do when I'm not like editing episodes and watching movies for this show. It is right. you know creating trivia games and also trying to figure out okay, so if we're doing it live stream and I have the ability to do like pictures and stuff, what will that look like? So. Yeah, there's some cool stuff coming. So, you know, if you're interested in following along with trivia, um, just look for the Facebook group, uh, Socially Distant Trivia with Joe, and uh, you can play along. Next game is on the 8th of April at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. We can link that. In yeah, the we'll, show we'll, we'll link it. and. Wanna- try to join <laughs> I, I i can't say that there's going to be like any horror questions but i also right. can't say there won't be you have to find hey, out there we go i thought about joining but it's like i i i didn't know if it was something i could just play by myself you know like if i just wanted to be my own team <laughs> but Honestly, i know the point you can What's join. That? You could join um, David's team. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. well, because <laughs> so the way that I the way that I crafted it was that like the teams would form on their own and every and they would figure out how to like share the stream among their group. Uh, so okay. that way they talk amongst themselves um, instead of having everybody in the same Zoom room. Like that to me seems a little chaotic. So to have like you know his team. So you're more than welcome to play by yourself. There were some people who did play by themselves. I know that um, Adriana played as well. Um, so, you know, it's, again, it's one of those, you know, however you want to do it, as long as you're socially distant. And and I also did it because, like, the bar, the brewery that I host at have been hosting it for the longest. They've been, um, you know, they're like many other businesses at this time. They're all struggling to get people paid and to, you know, keep the, keep the doors open. So they had a GoFundMe. I put the GoFundMe in there you know, nice. as a way for, I said, I just told people, I'm like, don't, you know, don't feel obligated to give anything. But, you know, if you, if you, you know, were, if you're that person who like buys one pint of beer and nurses that all night, then, you know, just donate that to, you know, yeah. if you're able to. Every little thing helps, you know. Yeah, exactly. Every little thing helps. That's awesome. So you said um, Adrian played from uh, yes, who's our Adrian. Yes. Yeah. I know her name's different on Facebook. Like a lot of people, and I do the same. I, I have yes. a friend whose name is Michael, but on Facebook, he goes by Neely from um, Valley of the Dolls. Yes. And it's <laughs> like, I constantly, when I see him in person, I, Neely, and it's like, that's not my fucking name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and I, and I was like, Adrian, but I was like, I, I just keep, I've been seeing, I've been like also messaging with her and I'm just like, see it that way. So yeah, no, it's okay. (laughs) No, she was on the show. So you can go back to our thinner episode. It was a lot of fun to talk with her, with her. So yes, (laughs) we're just promoting ourselves within ourselves. It's a, it's a inception. Self exactly. Promo inception. <laughs> exactly. We're eating. We're the the serpent that eats its tail. Yeah. Ouroboros. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there we're we an Ouroboros. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Otherwise, I just um, you know I got excited because I thought I would save a lot of money while all this was going on because I'm not going to concerts. All everything's <laughs> been canceled. But now I'm just buying tons of other things because I'm trying to support stuff still. You know, so I'm buying T-shirts from people. I'm buying albums from people. I'm you know, so I think I've spent more money than I would have had none of this <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, I I thought about, um, I did see that uh, Melissa has those, like, concert tour t-shirts. I kind of wanted to get one. Oh, yeah, the stay-at-home. I bought two, one yeah. for each of us, just to have. I, I don't even think I'll wear it, but I just want to have it as a, you know, she has a song, No Souvenirs. So I was like, well, you know, I don't want to have No Souvenirs, but um bum <laughs> during this horrible time. <laughs> I've also been sending Joshua a lot of like you know odd like m- uh, cat memes and videos on on Instagram. Like there was there's this professor yeah, of uh, there's this uh, professor at uh, USC that I follow, and she has been holed up with her uh, with her partner, and she posted like a picture of her cat like drinking from a water glass. And it had like a Melissa song in the background. So I was like, oh, it's Melissa and his cats. Here we go. That's yep. It goes to Joshua. That's what they do, those damn cats. And then, oh, I wanted to ask. So, David, can we post your tattoos on our Instagram? Hell yeah. Okay. So before, before this all happened, you finished... Um, you got the most recent one finished, right? Yeah. I, so I got Black Phillip in early February and then before all of this went down like literally the Friday before I got the midsummer one the ne- like at the beginning of March and they're super they're super cool I mean I'm I'm just excited because like I understand these are both films that I've seen <laughs> so, I guess, so I'm just excited to get the reference but um they are just super duper like really brightly colored and really exquisitely detailed so we'll be posting that folks Oh, I want to get a Black Phillip tattoo so bad. I want to get one right on the in, inner, like right in my arm, yeah. the crook of my arm. I just want to get his little head. <laughs> one of these days. It's, it's do you have other? Do you have others planned, David? Oh, I have. Uh, I want a sleeve on my right arm of like horror objects, like famous horror objects. So like the glove from Friday, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Jason's mask, um, the rotting pumpkin from Halloween, um, uh, the... The Marshawn's box. From, yeah, the the box from Hellraiser, um, the, the lollipop from Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. Um, the... I have a whole list, but um, the... Reverse bear trap from Saw. Oh, yeah. Like, a ton of different stuff. Maybe even um, the um, TV from Poltergeist with the VHS tape from the ring on top of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) 
but I want that on my arm. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be really great. And if you use that same artist, it'll yeah. all like oh, that's gonna be so good. I do. <laughs> I want to use her. Cool. <laughs> it's so funny because I love other people's tattoos. I just don't think I could ever get one myself because I don't know. I don't know what I want to like live in perpetuity <laughs> for on my body, uh, on my body like that. But I just love when I love hearing people get really excited about like what it is that they're getting. Yeah, absolutely. Where's uh, your artist based? Uh, she's in Anaheim. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll 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 post your pictures and we'll we'll link her too. Okay, um, cool. Definitely. <laughs> Um, I would say let's bring up Drag Race, but I haven't watched the last two weeks. Oh, well, um, then we oh. can't talk about Drag Race. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, to be honest, like, you know, to be honest, it's, I, if you want to spoil it, it's okay with me because I'm pretty no, sure it's that no it's already fun been if out you there. don't know. Like, yeah. if you, you know, it's better to, for you to watch it. So try to watch it before we record again so we can get caught up because okay. there is stuff to talk about. <laughs> okay, because I've heard people have been saying like, "Oh my God, is Gigi good? Great!" And I'm like, "Oh, she must be hitting it out of the park then, or something." She's had so some good I, moments. I see David's face. Yeah, she has had some good moments. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So I will. Wa- maybe that'll be what I do after we after we record here. And then there we again, go. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, any any other last minute plugs and all before we take a break? Anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. Let's do well, it. I want. I, well, let's let's get invaded. Yes, we will be right back to talk about Mars attacks. <laughs> Greetings, Fright School fans. I'm Tristan Corgan of Underscore Productions here to tell you about our horror script writing competition. Every week until we can go back to our office, Underscore Productions is hosting a script writing competition. For all of us filmmakers and film fans stuck in our homes during this crisis. This week, the Fright School podcast hosts, Joshua and Joe, are going to be our guest judges. So send us your 10 to 20 page horror theme movie script for a chance to win this week's competition and a $100 gift card to Amazon. Links are in the description below. So if you have a script or an idea for a script, get your creative juices flowing and send it our way. Have more than one idea? Send multiple scripts. Never written before? That's okay. Everyone has to start somewhere, and we are judging on content and story, not proper script writing format. We are looking forward to reading your work, and best of luck. All right, welcome back. Ah, I'm so excited to uh, do this film today. Mars Attacks, 1996, directed by Tim Burton, based on the just classic 1962 top series, um, uh, trading card series. Mars Attacks, suggested by... Uh, who suggested this? Did David suggest it, or we were just throwing ideas out? I can't remember. We were throwing ideas out, and it kind of blurs all together because okay. we wanted to... I, I really wanted to do something that wasn't too heavy. Right. <laughs> and I wanted to keep it going from <laughs> our conversation about the blob. You know, yeah. with the sci-fi and the invasion and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I feel like this was kind of one of the organic things that came out. Perfect. Uh, came out from it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, it's nice that we just did the blob. So you just watch people getting uh, melted uh, and, and um, you know, consumed uh, very graphically to people being burned up. So it's perfect, Joe, you know? 
Yeah. And <laughs> unlike most films on the show, this one I've actually seen before. Um, but it was like on HBO, uh, like a couple years after it uh, opened in theaters and it was terrifying. Interesting <laughs> to me at the time. Well, I, I'm looking forward to getting into that. <laughs> um, the it's crazy the cast on this film. We got Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Annette Bening, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox. It's just it's everybody of the nineties. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's, Natalie Portman. Literally names, everybody. names, names. <laughs> Sylvia Sidney. Lots of lots of uh, Tim Burton. Pam Greer. Classics. Yes, uh, Pam Greer. Pam Greer, Jim Brown, Jack Black. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> so, uh, you know, movies, you know, the title says it all, Mars Attacks. They uh, decide to come down here and take over Earth. And, uh, you know, hilarity, as as usual, ensues. Joe, so let's, let's talk about it. You saw it, you said, first in the late 90s on HBO, and it terrified you. How to give us all the details? Well, it was a very, it was the first time I ever saw like a really graphic depiction of like someone getting killed. So, like, when they kill that first, uh, that general, the, the Colin Powell surrogate, um, when, <laughs> when they kill him, um, and he like burns up and turns into a skeleton, like that freaked me the F out. Um, and then also just kind of like, I was like, willingly naive that like oh you know maybe it will be good and so as they go on to like you know to congress to apologize and it just gets worse and worse and worse (laughs) yeah and i'm just like and i thought like oh okay so it's not great and so from there but it was mainly the um the way that all of the they were doing the killings and showing how graphically they showed that um like jack black running with the american flag um i totally forgot that he said i surrender (laughs) And then, and then gets, and then gets completely eviscerated. So yeah, that was what really kind of stuck with me that, you know, and the, the association that I had for many years, and then it wouldn't, it wouldn't be until, you know, um, I think it was, it was, uh, Joshua was, uh, Gorefest in space seeing it again and realizing like, oh, this, this is actually really hilarious. And then watching it for, for watching it all the way, um, like for this show or for, you know, for this episode for those, it was the first time since the late nineties. And I was like, Oh wow, this is actually pretty hilarious and a really good, um, a really good satire, (laughs) (laughs) especially of the current times in which we are living. Panic. (laughs) Yes. Panic, panic, panic. So, so yeah, so that's, you know, I mean, again, it's a little, it's a little off our brand because I have seen this one, but it i'm learning it's so i think it still resonates and hits a lot especially with what's going on right now yeah absolutely david do you remember the first time you saw this uh, i saw it in theaters in 96 oh wow very cool <laughs> i think i was like 5 oh wow i, I yeah. would have i would have not <laughs> been able to <laughs> i just remember like being like watching it on hbo alone <laughs> in in my bed and being like like couldn't look away, but also very terrified. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I, about you, Joshua? Uh, no, I don't. Re- I think we definitely rented it uh, when it came out, and I can't remember if I. I, I, I think I felt sort of um, 
dismissive about it. Maybe I, I don't think I, um, it's like, I, I feel like at the time, if I would have liked it, like I would remember like loving it, you know, I did love the cards because back in the early nineties, they did a reprint and I think like 94 or something like that. And, and a neighbor kid had them, had some of the cards. And so I remember being familiar with like the imagery of it. So when it came out, but then I think at that time, like I've said before on the show, it's taken me a long time to like balance, like, comedic horror you know that's not like something like beetlejuice you know but something that's like you know like Shaun of the dead or things like that it doesn't always which i feel like this is very much in that spirit you know of um you know taking tim burton's lens and 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 filtering all of those like movies from the 50s that you know all that invasion anxiety beautiful films that we've discussed uh like the thing from another world and the blob and uh you know, doing it through that very particular eye that he has. Although this is like the least Tim Burton film of all of his movies, though. Yeah. <laughs> to some extent. Although it would have been more so had they done the uh, their original te- intent of having um, claymation. They were going to use stop motion for the aliens. And I kind of wish that that existed somewhere. I'd like to have seen that version, but it just was cost prohibitive, prohibitive at the time. So I, I guess that's a long way to say I don't I don't remember. I like it now. Watching it again today, I'm like, oh, this movie is so brilliant because of like the breadth of knowledge that we have of horror and of of, of the films that it spoofs. <laughs> and it, I, I feel like in many ways it directly spoofs um, Independence Day, which also came out the same year. Yeah, I think they were in production yeah. at the same time. And so they rushed Independence they Day rushed because they didn't want to they didn't want to come on the heels of a parody. So that, I think they wanted to come out first. So they 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 got it out before uh, Mars Attacks, which probably is why it was a big bomb at the time. Uh, you know, so I think it's more cult status now. But Independence Day it was such a different viewpoint, you know, like the thing in ET, you know, the thing bombed really big in the eighties because we had just had ET that presented this like hopeful, um, you know, more optimistic view of our relationship with space invaders and, you know, and then you bring up the thing right after, which was definitely not uh, that. So I think it kind of (laughs) suffers a similar fate, you know, and again, getting it, you know, people see it, do, do they get it? Do they get what it's trying to do? You know, that's always the question. But yeah, Independence Day, I think definitely uh, cast a big shadow over it, which is unfortunate because they're two totally different. Two very different, but also really, two very different, but also like really similar. Well, it's interesting because it's like it both are dealing with like this super oppressive, like (laughs) super oppressive forces. Hostile, yes. uh, Hostile alien forces. But one completely highlights the like the ineptitude and that you would say of the government (laughs) of people. And everyone. And everyone in general. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then it's the people who like, actually are the ones who are the most cautious, the ones that end up living, uh, for the most part, um, you know, save for Annette Benning, <laughs> who, who was just great in this. Um, and I was like, I did forget that Tom Jones was in this too. Yep. Which... <laughs> it's so left field to end the film that way with like Tom Jones and singing. It's like, what is mm-hmm. happening? <laughs> or his song. They're not singing, but his song. Again, it's this is this all the choices in this are just out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I, I I think I'll start off the the conversation by saying one of the things like Pierce Brosnan's character as the Doctor is is great and the fact that they got him at the height of his like james bond powers (laughs) was really cool but um where he says like you know uh advanced society what is it advanced society uh basically connotes this idea of peace like if you're an advanced society Mm -hmm. that you're but you're inherently peaceful and i was like that is bullshit (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the notes I wrote is like the our audacity, you know, the the oh there's more for them to fear from us than we have of, of them, you know, it's just that it's just this hubris of humanity, you know. I I I love that in these kinds of films. So bold. <laughs> I my first note is um Jack Nicholson plays both an inept president during a crisis and Joe Exotic at the same time. <laughs> Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, again, he, I mean, you know, he does play this, like, again, inept president, but then also, like, a greedy hotelier that owns casinos, right? Um, (laughs) Who would have known that it would be one and the same? (laughs) Right. Yes, we've been... (laughs) The the, um, clairvoyance demonstrated here. (laughs) No, seriously. And I was just like, the more, and the more he talks, I was like, oh my God, this is too real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also sitting in front of the fireplace, like, I don't think I've ever seen it portrayed in in that way. Like the uh, presidential address in media where he was like in front of a fireplace, very comforting. Usually it's always at like in the oval at the desk or it's in the garden or, but I was like, why is he in front of a fireplace? I think, I don't know why that threw me so much. Hmm. That is that is not anything I took note of. So that's interesting. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Leave it to Joe to find the you know. Hmm. Oh, what was the significance of, of that fireplace? Exactly. Why is he in front of this fireplace? <laughs> a fireside talk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like a little fireside, <laughs> like a like like um uh, FDR, like a little fireside chat. <laughs> and then Glenn Close as just like <laughs> you know serving like incredulous face the entire time. She's the best i love her (laughs) and like her when the when the martian goes to um to attack them in uh in the in the lincoln bedroom and she you see her what she's wearing she's like full like granny nightgown and like hair all up in rollers and then gloves as well i was like this (laughs) is a lot (laughs) yeah she had the little like things on her uh on her face yeah all the just you know the beauty regime Mm You don't do all that, Joe, before you go to bed at night, you know? Uh, not all, gloves. All wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> not gloves, not gloves. <laughs> Gotta use, I, keep those hands soft. Yes. <laughs> what other notes, what other things did people uh, have thoughts on? David, you said you wrote, a, you took some notes. <laughs> I, I just loved um, Annette Benning the entire movie. I was like, she is me. <laughs> I just needed another <laughs> drink during this crisis. Um, and then also, it was really funny to see the, um, uh, when it was showing Annette uh, on the, the ridge, the crowd was enormous. But when uh, it went down back to it, it wasn't that large. 
and then everybody apparently died. Yeah, I don't know. Like, everybody. I was, yeah, that was kind of a weird segment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I kind of expect to see people like running away or something, but yeah, that it was. It's a weird little sequence there. <laughs> but I love her hippie dipness. You know, she yeah. there's another in um. Independence Day, there's a character like that uh, who's like on the building at like the top of the building before it gets like. Yeah, she's one of the strippers yeah. Um, yeah, that she's works all with them and is yeah. welcoming them and is you know believes they're you know like this is such this epic moment. So I was like, I like the the contrast of you. You need that kind of character in these films. A lot of this, you know, again, a lot of the beats yeah. of this, a lot of what they're doing is, you know, it's like all of those stereotypes, all of those tropes and those sorts of films. I love the, like, the overcomplicated scientific machinery, you know, and it's got things yep. whirling on it and beeping. And, you know, it's all very 50s, 60s, like that idea of the future. <clears throat> um, I just, I, I think it's a, it's a lot of fun. Which is what I think, like, a lot of the films of the 90s pulled from, a lot of that nostalgia for 60s, 50s, um, you know, the resurgence of swing with Blast from the Past, like, you know, all of that stuff. It's it's interesting because it's like, what is it that a culture reflects on at the end of like, you know, at the end of a decade, especially on the cusp of the millennium and then coming to, you know, coming into this. Um, it, it was really, I was like, okay, like the, the translator, <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is a little too overly complicated. Um, it was also just like when when um, they're talking about like, you know, what are the options that they have to right after that first attack? And it's like, you know, we need to do this. We need to do that. And then Martin Short's like, we need to have a town hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the public's opinion. Uh, one of my favorite things was all of the like, quote unquote, smart people in the movie were not American. So, like, yes. Pierce Brosnan is British, and the one who was doing the translation was, um, like, German or something. Um, so, like, all of the smart people are not American. All <laughs> the Americans want to do is blow stuff up. <laughs> blow stuff up or just assume that everything's going to be or, fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and it was, And that was just, like, such the opposite... <laughs> such like so interesting and and how they like were on like so opposed was that one general who was just like we need to go to gefcon 4 this is an invasion we need to blow everything up immediately on the defensive and then you know it's like well wait a minute like what if this is you know what if they're peaceful and all this stuff treat them like this and i thought that was so fascinating because like that's not (laughs) that's not what i think is a like I was like, you know, knowing, I guess knowing where it ends up, I'm like, okay, well, it's probably more prudent to do what the general did. And probably that's the more realistic response. Um, And then with the guy who's like, you know, our low rent Colin Powell, when he's on the phone with his wife on the way to, um, on the way to the site, he's like, you know, yeah, I say, you know, just have no opinions and stay. Yep. (laughs) they like, you know, I, you'll get rewarded if you just don't say anything. And and it's just an added element because he's black. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, because he's like the first to die and he's the black character. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, if they were to make this, if they were to remake this, it would be switched. It'd be a white general who got sent out there. Colin Powell be played by Sam Jackson say, we need to kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I just like, ah, that's interesting. 
Um, I like you, you made a comment about like, you know, the response. Um, so I, I found this article uh, by written by Jordan Said about a year ago. Mars Attacks is Tim Burton's twisted cautionary tale about trust. Uh, with its golden age sci-fi gloss and darkly comic pretensions, Mars Attacks shows the dangers of presuming that visitors come in peace. Um, which I think is interesting because I feel like I, I definitely, I'm very cynical, you know? So I, if, 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 if there's an alien species out there, some other extraterrestrial intelligent life, quote unquote, <laughs> um, if they're going to make their way all the way over here, you know, to this planet, I feel like they're definitely going to not come in peace <laughs> because they should yeah. have technology to know how we're going to react, you know? Um, so yeah, it's kind of funny that everybody, it's so weird. It's like, you know, we're this, like the perspective is like, we're this great nation, but because we're so uncivilized, we're certainly going to, re you know, resort to violent measures, but these aliens are definitely good. <laughs> like they're definitely going to come in peace. It's just an interesting, like the psychology of that, which I, I do, you know, we're, we're so, everybody's the enemy. Everybody's the villain. You know, every other country is the bad guy. Uh, you know, that's just something that's so fed. But then we have such hope that 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 intelligent life, more intelligent than us, is what we're trying to say. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, feature of this film and other similar, you know, uh, conversations about optimism in space. Yeah, and it, it it's it, no, I was gonna say yeah because it's you. <laughs> like us as humans we know each other we know humanity uh why do why would we think that like a a life forms that are capable of intergalactic travel uh would be have any reason to be peaceful i mean also you know you speak to any people any person who is from like a colonized people uh they will tell you right away that the people with the <laughs> with more resources with the most guns are going are coming after <laughs> are coming after exactly Oh no, David! You were going to say something because they want the resources. Exactly, like, just like in Henderson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I think I, I feel like the film in watching it, they don't really give the aliens like you know a motive. The Martians um, in the same. So the the original story of the cards is that Mars is going to blow up. So the Martian leaders decide that they're going to invade Earth and take it over as a place to re. To, to move, to relocate. And then I think they further expanded it later on that there was like two species of Martians and they decide to like keep everybody in the dark that the planet's going to explode. <laughs> they're not like the Martian leaders are not telling anybody. So they're just going to go find a new place and move and then let Mars blow up. So it kind of adds this, this other layer, but with this um, it's like, they're just attacking because they can. And to experiment and 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 things like that. So it's interesting some of the the the, the larger story of the cards because then in the end, like the um, Americans or the, like the Earth decides to invade Mars and blow it up <laughs> to stop everything. You know, so it's this weird like the the story is very different in that in that. Um, context but they do a lot of the scenes i sent the cards to you earlier joe a lot of the scenes of the film are directly pulled you know they were definitely inspired by like you know it's obvious the, the cards 
Oh yeah, it's uh, especially when they're starting their when they're beginning the invasion process and yeah. the giant robot and the shrinking ray and all that stuff. Like just looking through it, it was um, it was a very faithful um, in terms of design of the characters and yeah. just the overall design of the of the Martians. It was a very faithful adaptation. Have you ever seen the cards, David? The original. I- have not. Yeah, they're pretty easily to find PDFs of. I, I, you know, it's fun. If you enjoy the movie, you might want to like look through them. It's fun. I'll go take you one. know, <laughs> just the design of them. It, they're they're a lot of fun. Um, very dark, obviously very controversial for the sixties. You know, you had that. You know, the comics age of you know violence and you know. So, uh, you know, is this influencing our children? What are they reading? So they were pulled and weren't very widespread because they were so violent. But they're, it's kind of interesting to look back on them. Like today I was looking at them, it's like, mm, they're not as bad as, as, you know, obviously what we have today. It's just interesting when you see something like that and think that this was so like, um, it had just inflamed people. You know, they were writing letters and, you know, we have to stop this Mars attacks cards <laughs> for poisoning our children. Yeah, and it was, and it was like, some of it was like really salacious too. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, they're coming after your women, and they're coming after this and that and the other. And um, David, I just sent it to you the the PDF yeah. of the cards. <laughs> um, it's the it, and then like you know, there. What is it there? <laughs> um, uh, their like depiction of the other countries as well, like yeah. when they go to China. But I mean, again, like of the time period. It's oh yes, very, no, yeah. It's, and I it's, mean the beginning of the movie. Yes, the Filipino <laughs> barbecue. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> and and that and that scene of the of the cows on fire, like that is also directly from the cards as well. Yeah. Um, but like the fact that he and the thing is too is like is he is that farmer that good old boy farmer is he going to say anything that's overtly racist? I'm like no, he didn't. He's actually being fairly pleasant. He's like oh what do you, what Filipino barbecue you got going on there? Didn't say anything <laughs> about like eating dog. Yep. Didn't say anything about like you know. And I was just like huh okay. So one you know we're living in an eight. We're living in a time when it's like this like really Filipino family is going to exist. <laughs> in some you know rural farm town with a huge house which you know that gave me a little bit of hope (laughs) yes um that's a that's a good point i don't i don't even think i i mean it was weird you know how that scene plays out but i knew the cattle were coming so i was thinking more about the (laughs) like and rewatching it today i'm like ah the cows are about to run past it's just such a yeah. horrifying scene, like to think of all those animals like on fire, um, you know, which we've seen like that, um, you know, because to bring it down, you know, with the elephants. I don't know if anybody's seen those videos. It's really terrible. Anyways, l- ignore that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more uh, um, depressed watching during quarantine. <laughs> um, I really loved when. Um there was one Martian who like throw in his undies throws a lunch to some, to another Martian getting into one of the, the big mechs. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yes. And I, I want every, that to be a card. Everything where the Martians, um, where the Martians were in just like, you know, their red underwear, just like walking around the, <laughs> the ships in, in underwear um, was pretty great. Uh, the, like when they have in the martinis watching like America, you know, watching television, 
like mm-hmm. Earth television, yeah. flipping through stuff. I, that was that's very amusing and is directly referenced on the card, one of the cards. <clears throat> How do we feel about like the different? Like, think about all of the names that are in this film, right? Like, how do we feel about their performances overall? And could this be done again? Like, I mean, like, you know, it has been done. Like, there have been movies where, like, you know, you have names upon names upon names that, you know, you wonder why they're in this. But, you know, is this specifically a movie that could be done again? And it's also such a... one thing I will say is that there, there, it's such a time capsule for like who was important that people would want to go see in a movie in the late nineties at that time. Yeah, absolutely. I, the whole time I felt like a lot of the acting was, it was like I was watching an acting challenge on drag race at times. (laughs) And I loved it. (laughs) That's fair. Like when both of the, when, like when both of the when uh, Jack Nicholson is like standing between the two generals and they're both kind of like talking to each other, I was like, they are reading their lines. This is fantastic, <laughs> and it just felt so like so like fifties movie to me at that point. Yeah, and that's but that's the question that for me. So it's like you know watching something like this and, and films like this. Like I was also thinking Joe earlier when you were talking about. Um, you know, films of the nineties that kind of operate like this. Uh, I was thinking about like Austin Powers, that, that yes. film series, yes. you know, and how it kind of spoofs and it's goofy. And obviously it's, it's pushing the boundaries even farther um, than, than Mars attacks does. But so, so, so it's like, is it like on purpose, like a stylistic choice, you know, cause watching this film, it's like, it just has its very, specific aesthetic and there are people in here like glenn close is a fantastic actress you know she in my opinion you know jack nicholson is a great actor annette benning is you know i mean there are there are people in this film that are like i consider good actors in my you know humble opinion what you know what i know of good acting versus bad acting being bad actors in this i feel like that it's like it's on purpose you know it's like part of this heightened stylized comic book world that they're doing i don't know do you think that's the case or they just didn't know what to make of the material (laughs) i i think like the way i see it is um all of the good actors were being really bad and all of the unknown people were great like (laughs) like the kid the grandma um Natalie Portman. Natalie, Natalie Portman, because she wasn't really known at the time either. Yeah. So, like, all of the unknowns were great, while all of the knowns and all end up dying um, are bad actors. Yeah, like, it was just so odd to see that, like, Michael J. Fox was in it for, like, literally five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. He's got a great death scene. That, oh, they don't even show it. They just show his hand. I love that. Um, you know the gram the grandmother is Sylvia Sidney from Beetlejuice. She played Judith. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, Christina Applegate shows up, and I mean, it is it's weird. It's like all of these people that are in it, but I don't know. I always like in watching it again today. I'm just like, this is such like. I'm trying to think of other movies like it where it's like you're in that world. Joe, can you think of any that maybe aren't even horror related, but that are like this? Um. Well, hmm. That's Austin Powers is a good one. 
um, that are like this in terms of like the amount of cast members, like the just the variety of the people who are in it. No, I guess I just mean the way that everybody's acting. You know, like what what are like I don't know. I mean, trying to think off the top of my head, like things where it's like there are these like kind of a listers involved in a project that just has a very specific lens. (laughs) You know, like Ed Wood or something. I mean, Tim Burton always comes to mind because a lot of his films have that kind of vibe. You know. I don't know. I was just thinking if you could think of something else. I would say like Knives Out, maybe. Oh, yeah. That's something yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, again, names, but they're all very... But they're all they're, characterized. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They're all these like, like, larger-than-life caricatures that all kind of... We're supposed to believe that they are like this very dysfunctional family. Uh-huh. Or Clue, like Clue, you know, it's, clue, got the, yeah. it's so heightened. It's just like, oh, 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 you know, and it's like, that. this this film kind of is like that, you know, it just exists in this very particular world they've built, um, which is a lot of fun. I, I don't know. I, I do overall think it's a really fun movie. I, I enjoyed watching it again today. Have, I can't remember the last time I actually sat down and watched it because we did play it at the party, but I didn't watch it, you know, <laughs> it was just in the background you know, kind of seeing parts and, you know, everybody stops to laugh at one thing or Jessica Parker, Jessica, Sarah, uh, Sarah, Jessica Parker's walking around as a dog. (laughs) Yes. That dog is the best. Which was like pretty horrific to see like the dog's head on her body. (laughs) Yeah. But she's such an airhead. It's like, she doesn't even take the time to process like that trauma. (laughs) Like, don't you think if you woke up and you had a dog's body, you'd be like, ah, and doesn't even like tell Pierce Brosnan that he doesn't have a body, right? Just, like, just kind of starts having conversation with him. Yeah, she like walks up and she like scratches herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so much fun, you know. But you know, again, that's what happens with you know working with Tim Burton. Um, I did like seeing uh, you know the woman who plays the like the female Martian. You know, is uh, her name is Lisa Marie. She played uh, Vampira in his uh, Ed Wood film. They were dating at the time, so it's kind of cool to see her. She's like a model. That's my um, favorite part of the movie. Is yeah, is her <laughs> her walk with her arms. Like. Her walk is so great. <laughs> Walking like a She's drag like- queen on the runway. <laughs> Peter's really fast to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they rip off and she just has it hanging open, like her yeah. <laughs> the side of her face. <laughs> I I knew this movie was ridiculous when I was a kid when um, uh, Martin Short is like leading her back to the secret room and he just like removes the head of Kennedy <laughs> and presses the button. And I was like, this does yeah. not make any sense. That just seems a little too and out of the open. this is the Kennedy room. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it plays on that, like, idea that, like, you, you, like, depictions of the White House in films, you know, that there's always the, there's all these secret rooms and things. Um, and then it being the Kennedy room is perfect, like, this lounge to seduce people in <laughs> with the fish. It kind of also <laughs> gives you a little bit of, um, um, uh, Doctor Strange love too, at least with the war yeah. room, mm-hmm. um, the the war room setup, <laughs> and I was just like, you know, because it's just like it seems so like unrealistic, <laughs> but again, for that time when you're thinking about like a country um, and a culture that's like, uh, you know, maybe what seven eight years removed from the end of the Cold War, that that would be something that you know they just haven't gotten around to re updating it. Right. Yeah. I 
I loved that they had like the world on the ground and then the world also behind them. Yeah. And just <laughs> <laughs> what? Like where are you supposed to look? <laughs> yeah, with and the why? little the little UFOs <laughs> positioned around. <Yeah. laughs> like shuffleboard. Yeah. And then also um always for because America loves to make fun of France, uh the French call saying that they let them in and then they get obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> but the Americans still think that it's like they can trust yeah. them. Like again, that's like the the thing about this the movie that keep, like keeps happening, you know, or like Martin Short's character not being at all suspicious of this fucking bizarre woman. Right? You know, but he's just enamored of the titties, I guess, you know, like it's just such a great um comment on like men you know how easily like, <laughs> aliens are going to invade based on boobs that's what's going to happen <laughs> also it, it sort of plays on it was really weird because there's that one point in the press conference where somebody asks do the um martians have two sexes yes and, that and- i thought was really weird Well, it was very, like, that was a little transphobic because, I mean, because of, like, it's a man, but, like, it had the voice, like, hello, you know, that that 90s awful thing where, you know, you're, you're mirroring, you're spoofing someone who may have had, like, you know, gender confirmation surgery. Um, Along those lines, David, I thought that I, I had a feeling... I wanted to bring this up. Do we think that they were trying to suggest that uh, Martin Short was into like trans women prostitutes? I kind of think that's what they were going for because it's shown up twice with his character. He's the press secretary and then he picks up uh, uh, the lady who looks like she's in drag. Yeah, because it looked a little, like, I was like, wow, this is very, like, they're very obviously prostitutes, like, <laughs> with the with the yeah. makeup. But it also, like, they could have been, like, that representation of drag. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then you know, of course, running up that hill was playing in my mind because it was very Pose. Um, <laughs> but... Just the fact also that he, like, shows up to the street corner to pick up prostitutes in, like, this large limo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the middle of, like, this skid row DC in this large limo. But I just had that feeling where I was like, it, are we trying to say that he likes trans women, trans prostitutes? Um, and then, you know, again with, uh, but then it didn't make sense because when he gets seduced by the alien, the alien, the alien is so obviously like very very femme very presenting as femme so yeah. i don't know it's you know again we're it it was the 90s very complicated very <laughs> very complicated time in terms of you know that particular part that particular aspect of representation true uh, again, I'd have to go back and look because I, I don't know if I ever read it that way. I always looked at it as like, you know, especially the Martian version because they're they're kind of trying to synthesize what they think, you know, is going to be attractive. So it's a big, tall, blonde, you know, tons of hair, you know, the boobs, all of that kind of thing, you know, which is very um, like like a, a gorgeous woman by design, avail- you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I never really noticed like any of the um, like gender or queer 
conversation in this. So I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and rewatch that scene. Love the like ray gun purse. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, that is way cute. <laughs> and I kind of like the chewing gum, you know, one at first I, I was thinking that it was a nice homage to like, you know, back in the day, those trading cards came with that horrible gum, you know, it was like plastic. Um, but I thought it was a cute twist that it was like the nitrogen, you know, the way for them to, to breathe in the atmosphere. So I don't know. I felt like it was also giving a call to that, you know, the cards kind of thing. Their um, gum trading card thing, whatever I'm trying to say. <laughs> I also like the fact that we're not, we're not allowed to really know what it is that they're saying. The Martians. Like, yeah. We, yeah. we just have to, we're inferring it. And then, you know, with that translator, they're going around with like, we're your friends, please stay. It's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. it, again, it adds to the uncertainty of, of the whole thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the, um, the haziness of like trust, who are we trusting watching it? <laughs> Yeah, it reminds me of the 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 meme where the dog's just sitting in a house that's on fire, and it's just like everything's okay because they're telling me everything is okay as everybody's right. just getting getting burned around you. No, I, that's and, I, that's yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Despite all evidence to the contrary, yeah. the, the aliens are here in peace. We promise. <laughs> the government tells us this. So we're good. Is basically it. <laughs> Even Your though trash will still be on fire. Yeah. yeah. I love Schools the things will he still found be open. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Your trash will be picked up. I was you like, can still Ugh. go to casinos. Yeah, still go to casinos. Yeah, it's Please do. I'm making money off of this. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Too, too real in many yeah. parts, but also, like, how could they have known, right? How could they have known? What was really funny is at one point in, during um, the uh, the Las Vegas Strip being like burned down, on one of the signs it says it says Heineken and Corona. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. Another prescient detail of this film. <laughs> Yeah, you know, overall, it's a lot of fun. You know, it, um, you know, it's just such a weird little relic, you know, of the 90s, I think is a good, uh, you know, a good way to look at it. Like you were saying, Joe, you know, that time period. Um, and I do think, you know, when you, it kind of makes me want to rewatch Independence Day, which I've not seen in years. Um, have you seen Independence Day, Joe? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, that's, that's strange, right? Like, I actually enjoyed Independence Day, but Independence Day to me is an action movie, and yeah. it's not even really sci-fi. It's an action film that happens to have outer space elements, and it's... it's like aliens, you know, with the war, like yeah. military and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, and these two films, like Independence Day and Mars Attacks, they represent, like, that kind of... That that time in late '90s film where you're leaning more into like super duper special effects, uh, summer yeah. blockbuster tentpole films, and then you have um, Mars Attacks, which like has a lot of great effects on its own, but because of how like it's this parody satire camp 
thing that it's not it's not seen as it's not seen as of the same quality. No, and I think that's always unfortunately something with like timber like Beetlejuice. Like I, I think that's a good um point is like when that came out people were like oh the effects are weird it's like that's the point the point is for it to look you know sort of homemade and it's that's why it stands up so well to today you know when you watch it, it's still a fun it's still enjoyable to watch and the effects they're goofy there it's very obvious that it's like you know and i think that that was would have been what would have happened here if the martians had been stop motion animated you know it would have had that same sort of beetlejuice quality obviously nightmare uh, before christmas like that kind of you know, it would have just, I don't know. I, I, I it, it bothers me that they had to go CGI, but it holds up because it's still, it, it's very specific. You know, it's like, they're not even trying to make the aliens look like they're part of our world. Everything about them, it, they look, you know, out of place, you know, kind of floating through our world with these like sparkly costumes and things. I, I don't know. I think it, I, I think it holds up because it's so specific, the design. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't seen Independence Day in a long time, so I don't know how its effects hold up. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. They're, they're okay. Yeah. I mean, if you found a Blu-ray, probably, but, like, you know, that, that's been on, like, TNT every Independence Day since, like, you know, yep. mid-2000s. So, <laughs> and it so just, it, yeah. it looks a little off at times. Yeah, it definitely does. But I mean, again, it's it, you know, it's of that same kind of yeah. Um, it still fits; like it still doesn't seem too out there, antiquated. It's interesting growing up, you know, since you know came up when all that. Like I remember when Jurassic Park first came out; that was such new technology. You know, it was so mind blowing, and you'd catch that on TV now, and you're like, God, why did I think this was so amazing? You know, it's it's interesting how we get used to um, that um, up, up, the, the high level of stuff we have now, and even that, you know, there's things that are really incredible, but you still can go, well, it still looks. But I mean, you know, in 20 years, it's going to be even better. You know, it's kind of amazing. In a year or two, it'll be even better. The you know the rate that 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 kind of art, uh, computer animation um, evolves. But you know, this is a, a fun, fun little film that uh, that holds up, <laughs> and it's still funny and weird. Yeah, and uh, you know, echoes again anxieties that we continue to have. You know, invasion. You know, even now with the coronavirus, you know, this whole COVID thing. You know, is it is it a hostile virus created by the Chinese to kill all of us? You know, it's like there's still these these anxieties out there that play out, you know, in the media and in, in our cultural consciousness that will uh, develop into more alien invasion films <laughs> to, to help us deal with it. Just. <laughs> All COVID has to do is show us the international sign of the donut. So, right there we go, <laughs> and we'll all just lay down and die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we did this movie uh, again because you know it wasn't uh, too dark and um, cynical, <laughs> like <laughs> like like other films that I would like to show Joe. <laughs> I appreciate that, Joshua. Thank you for seeing me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just don't, I don't want to get any uh, text from you. Like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, hopefully we'll be let out of our houses again soon and we can oh get, and we can get together. Cause, uh, I definitely miss that. Um, this is fun. I like, I mean, you know, it's nice to see people and you know, it's but, good for what it is for the time. Yeah, being. It's not yeah. the same. It's not the same, but, um, yeah. So Mars attacks 1996. If you have not seen it, uh, look it up. Cause it really is a lot of fun. And especially right now, that's what we need. We need something that we can laugh at and, uh, also, um, uh, contemplate our uh, our anxieties <laughs> over invasion uh do a blob I, oh that was the one thing i was going to mention that they didn't bring out in the cards um they do a whole sequence where the aliens uh the martians um blow up like in, giant insects and have them attack yeah. us and i think that that is one thing that i wish had made it to the movie because that like there's nothing so quintessential of like the 50s besides like flying saucer films as giant fucking bug films you know um so i do wish that was something i had written down earlier and then forgot to mention i wish that had shown up here uh and we should Wait. watch them or tarantula or something jokes i think it'd be a lot of fun Ooh, that would be fun yeah, because we haven't done any of those kinds of like we did the uh, we did like arachnophobia and we did our whole like natural kind of horror. But I think a nice follow up to that would be to watch some of those uh, films from the fifties that um, are that, Night of the Lepus. Yes, <laughs> that came up in a conversation. I don't want to say too much, but we're trying to plan a little fun with. Uh, so that that film came up as 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 a contender for for the little bit of fun we want to have. So we'll see. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I do wish that, that, that they had done something with that just because that would have been that, that final thing to make. What are you looking at me, Joe? <laughs> what conver- I, I was not a part of this conversation. <laughs> you were part of this conversation. I don't want to say too much because then if it doesn't okay. happen, it doesn't happen, okay. you know? Okay. Okay. Um, but we could talk off uh recording if I need to remind you, go back through your <laughs> messages. I, maybe you just look at them, but you don't read them. That's what I suspect sometimes. <laughs> I think um, I look at them. Yeah. Anyways, um, this was a lot of fun, David. Thank you for spending uh, a little bit of time with us. We miss you. I hope that things are going well and continue to go well for you as best they can in this time. (laughs) Miss you and thank you too for having me. Can't wait. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Eventually, when it eventually when it gets released, we'll have to do like you know spiral viral yes no d- believe me that, we're holding that for you don't worry we will definitely be seeing that and uh and uh doing that joe we really we're gonna have to have a saw we marathon. need to yeah we do yeah yeah i know <laughs> yeah. i'm not saying like you know 12 hours in one day or something but you know maybe spread it out. streaming it's streaming on shutter right where is it streaming somewhere not saw no um i was no. just looking because i was gonna stream it but then i was like you know what i'm gonna get old school um, i'm gonna get out my dvds and watch some of those or blu-rays i mix like once all of this is over i can like come down to san diego and uh i have all of them and take like two days to watch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that might really be a lot on Joe, but uh, I, know. I have them too, so we could figure it out. Yeah, if but nothing that's exactly else, what he wants. <laughs> that is, yeah, it is exactly what I want. <laughs> right. I, oh, man, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. I don't know if I could watch them all back to back to back to back. We're going to see. I, I'm going to test it because I've got a couple I want to watch. I did all of it in one day before Jigsaw came out. Oh, wow. It was, it was 12 hours. Yeah, that's intense. It was long. Well, we'll figure that out. Films, right? 
Oh, there are seven, seven and then Jigsaw. Plus oh, yeah. Jigsaw. So eight. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. We'll figure it out, Joe. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll watch <laughs> lots of, we'll watch whatever Reba in between. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you again, David. Uh, we look forward to that. Joe, uh, I love you so much. I miss you very much being in the West Craven Memorial Library with me. So I'm looking forward to getting that back. Uh, say I hello to Tidy Whiteykins. Send my love. And uh, you, dear listener, uh, thank you for sticking around and listening to this. Hope that, you know, things are going okay. You're staying healthy. Wash your hands, Purell, all of that. Wear your masks. Uh, stay inside. And uh, give us five stars. <laughs> what else do you have to do? <laughs> write, write reviews. <laughs> all right. Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.